4: Numbers told the story they always do. This is a
5: numbers game with Gil Alexander on Visa. He's one of those idiots who believe in analytics.
2: Hour number two of a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Sling, A Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, and, of course, all different places. Baton Rouge. I was going to give Baton Rouge a shout. Jeff is smiling. How you doing, Jeffrey Parlay? You haven't had, you haven't had much to say today. Sorry no, about I, that.
5: Well, look, when you have... Yeah, man. Adam Kramer with great stuff on college football. Uh, a very, again, like you said about Preston, good things happening to good people is Phenomenal. always the best.
2: Yep. Phenomenal. Just makes you smile. And, and I'll say, because I, I kind of glossed over this, in sports betting, uh, I'll use the Christy Andrews expression in sports betting, because Christy Andrews has been a bookmaker for 40 years and like had a moment in there for like one year where he was on the other side and he was like, 40 years, you know, we have rivalries and competitiveness in, on, on the bookmaking side. He goes, but we're all in a fraternity, me and the other bookmakers. It, one year on your side, he, you, he goes, you guys all hate each other. It's the, it's the weirdest thing about sports betting. Preston Johnson is the single most universally beloved person in sports betting. There is not a single person who dislikes that guy, nor should they. Uh, so I just want to point that out about him. I don't want to uh, let that little tidbit gloss over, at least in my experience. He is the most universally beloved. Uh, this gentleman ought to be universally beloved, too, by the way, especially just for that story yesterday. Ladies and gentlemen, from under a cloud of smoke in Southern California, it's Jason Weigart. How you doing, Jason?
3: Pretty good. Fun fact, I was one of the first guests on your v show. I was the first guest on Preston's uh oh, new show.
2: Yes. Which new show of his? Which one? Let's give it a shout.
3: The, uh... uh uh, last word cheetah.
2: Last word cheetah. Yes. Love it. So, yeah, that's a little, a little badge of honor for you right there. A little fun fact yeah. from Jason. Jason, uh, first of all, your story yesterday was phenomenal, got a lot of traction on social media. Thank you again for sharing that very relatable story about having to avoid a settle up on a, on a Sunday night with ITF tennis in Kazakhstan and what was the other one? Cricket, where?
3: Cricket in Australia, and a league league no one's ever heard of.
2: <laughs> I know what the word wicked means, but that's about that's about all you said. Uh, all right, World Series Game 1 last night. Let's talk about this. First of all, first at-bat, Jorge Soler goes yard, and I'm like, oh, Jason's MVP ticket, off to a phenomenal start. But let me just ask about Charlie Morton for a second, because we were doing primetime action, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin, and I, and we, you know, we get distracted. We're not watching every single at-bat because we're doing a show, I saw when Morton landed, when he, when he strikes out Altuve, and I'm like, oh, he landed funny, and now he can't go on. What I didn't know is that he got the, the, the comebacker that hit him in the leg in the previous inning. So let me just get this straight. Charlie Morton had a comebacker off Goriel's bat that hits him in the leg, and then he stays in the game and records three more outs, two more in that inning, and then the Altuve strikeout and then gets removed from the game. Like, where does that rank in sports history of gamers? Wow. It's unbelievable.
3: Yeah, it was pretty impressive, obviously. Set the tone for the Braves. Uh, you know, it was a little disappointing he couldn't go a little deeper. But, uh, yeah, anytime anybody pitches in the World Series with a, bra- a broken leg, that's uh, going to be an impressive feat.
2: Well, it's big for the Braves to have won that game, obviously, knowing now that Morton will be unavailable to them moving forward. By the way, poor Charlie Morton to uh, not be able to participate in the rest of the World Series with this. How unfortunate. And for Braves' betters, now, they win that game 6-2 to yesterday. They already had a big lead at that point because they scored five runs in the first three innings. So they get it done yesterday. Now, here are the adjusted series prices. Braves go to minus 155 with the one to nothing lead in the best of seven series. The Astros shift to plus 135 with Morton's absence. If this series goes long, do you like that price on the Astros now?
3: I like the, uh, the MVP bet I made on Luis Garcia, who's going to start game three and most likely start either game six or seven on the back end. If they make it that far, um, I think, if the Astros do cross the finish line and win, they're going to need some really strong performances by some starting pitchers down the stretch. I mentioned yesterday on the podcast and on the stuff I wrote on for VEASAN, uh, the, the the Astros have gotten 57% of their postseason outs from their bullpen, and that's just unsustainable. You're not going to win the World Series with 57% of your outs coming from your bullpen, you know it's it's just not going to happen so somebody some starting pitcher is going to need to step up and pitch at least two games to win the Astros the World Series if they're going to you know win win the World Series which I don't necessarily think they are in fact I bet uh, I bet the Astros sorry I bet the Braves today Braves plus 103 you get Max Fried plus 103 when when do you get an ace plus money like that versus you know, Jose Urquidy, who's who's a good pitcher, not a great pitcher. Um, certainly not a guy who should be a favorite to uh, Max Freed.
2: I love it. Max Freed. Leaflet, by the way, Jason. Leaflet. Um, I had the Braves last night for the same reason, right? I had him first five with Charlie Morton. I, th- I thought the same thing. I'm like, how if when are you going to get Charlie Morton as a plus price situation? And I feel exactly the same way about Freed tonight, but less a bang for your buck. But still, I'm with you on that. Like, I just think you, you bet the Braves and... If they can beat you, tip of the cap. You're like, okay, well, you beat me, but at plus money, I'll do that. We're showing the Braves at minus 101. That would still be a bet, I would imagine. Yes, at that price?
3: Yeah, I'd still play minus 101. Not not too much past that.
2: Alright, so so describe then for us which MVP tickets you have. You have Soler and you added... I have
3: Soler mm-hmm. and I have Luis Garcia. Those were uh, those were the only two I bet. I, I was interested in Correa. I didn't bet Carlos Correa. Now you can get a better price. You can get you can get much better prices on both Correa and Jordan Alvarez. Jordan Alvarez had a triple yesterday. He's mm-hmm. had triples in uh, two straight games, ALCS game six and World Series game one. Um, it's definitely worth considering. You know, I love Jordan Alvarez. Uh, 16 to one is, is not as big as some of the other numbers I've bet him in the past, but it's still a good bet. Uh, Jorge Soler, I would not bet after... You know, yesterday at ten to one, it's not nearly as good a bet as thirty-five to one or forty to one. But uh, I'm very happy to be holding that Solaire ticket right now, or you, three you, of them actually.
2: You or, or three or three of them. You didn't you didn't end up betting Alvarez at all, though?
3: No, not at ten to one. Um, I I'd really like to. You know, maybe I'll I'll look at him to 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 hit a home run today or something. But even the home run props, like. If you're getting three to one on a home run prop, it's probably a bad bet unless it's Barry Bonds versus uh Chichi Gonzalez or something. <laughs> but it's
2: Hector Dewesse, yeah. yeah.
3: Exactly. That's who I was I was trying to think. Which which pitcher <laughs> should I use? <laughs> That's right. Um, but I, I don't necessarily recommend betting, you know, a three to one or a plus three twenty five home run prop. Four hundred what I bet yesterday is about typically the cutoff for where I find value. Um, so, but I try to find different ways to play these games. It's, it reminds me actually something, uh, you know, you've had captain Jack on the show before he, he tweeted out yesterday morning, uh, you know, sports gambling is like a puzzle and you get rewarded with money when you win. And that's, I'd been thinking about that all day when I made that Solaire bet is that, you know, you're really trying to look at this puzzle and find the best bets and, you know, plug stuff in. I, I don't see as many good bets after game one as I did yesterday necessarily. But you know, you're always trying to find the pieces that fit in that gambling puzzle.
2: Absolutely. And well said by captain Jack. Um, You have the wide world of wine garden. Now the podcast, first of all, how are you enjoying doing that? Are you finding it fun?
3: Yeah, it's, it's actually pretty fun. Uh, the, the first, I'd say like the first day or two, it was it was challenging just because I'm not used to talking into a camera by myself, so there was a lot of like <laughs> starting and stopping and cutting and, and trying again, but I've gotten pretty, you know, like I've gotten a pretty good routine down about outlining what I want to talk about and writing stuff down and going through it, and then I wear the sunglasses so you can't see me uh, look over at my other screens for, for info.
2: Oh, is that uh, what that's about?
3: Yeah, that's that's what it's about. I just got to work on this glare because I get the glare back.
2: <laughs> hey, Jeff, we should have an outline on this show. Just a suggestion from Jason. We should probably come up with an outline for this show on a, on a daily basis. All right, so on that podcast, you do – obviously, you're going to do it year-round, I would assume. And not only are you doing it now with just baseball picks, but you have some futures that you have in the NFL. What NFL tickets do you have right now? What are you considering
3: so I have a I have a decent amount of NFL tickets. It kind of picks up as the season goes on. Um, the the Derrick Henry I have Derrick Henry to win the Offensive Player of the Year like seven and a half to one, seven to one. I think that's a really good bet. It's down to three and a half to one. I think that's still a good number. I don't have anything anything going for me in the Offensive Rookie of the Year market. I bet Mac Jones and Trevor Lawrence and Jamar Chase is definitely. You know the front runner there. I, I don't have any money on him. I didn't think there were good prices, but he's he's clearly heads and shoulders above the rest of the class. Uh, Trayvon Diggs, I bet it at twenty to one for defensive player of the year. He's he's looking good. I think Miles Garrett's a little overrated on a bad bad defense. I don't think you should necessarily reward a guy on a defense that you know gives up that many points. Um, I think there's some good bets. A better bet than Miles Garrett defensive player of the year. He's still three and a half to one. Most sacks, Cooper Cup, most receiving yards. I bet this week at five to one, and then last week on the podcast I talked about Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor, Coach of the Year, was thirty-five to one at DraftKings last week. It was only eight to one at Circa, and I spent I spent some time discussing how you can look at Circa's odds and compare them to other bookmakers and kind of get ideas about what they um, you know what they think versus the market. And I said, well, you know, if Circa thinks Zach Taylor's eight to one and DraftKings thinks he's thirty-five to one, it's probably a good bet. And after the the win, the blowout win versus the the Ravens last week, he's down to ten to one, so it's a nice ticket. I also think Cliff Kingsbury, by the way, Cliff Kingsbury seven and a half to one at DraftKings is a really good bet. Uh, when Circa opens that number, it'll be like plus two fifty, so you're going to get a big a big price on Kingsbury versus the market and coach of the year.
2: I think you every Sunday, Jason, because Patrick Mahomes tied with Zach Wilson for the most interceptions in the league. And Zach Wilson's hurt. You have a hundred to
3: one. Let's, let's see what happens there that, uh, you know, I'm not, not going to get too excited about Patrick Mahomes throwing more interceptions, but it's a, it's a good bet. So down to like, down to like six and a half to one now.
2: So far. So good. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate it.
3: Thank you for having me. I'll be back soon. Yes, sir. Yes, you will always coming back.
4: A
3: Numbers Game with Gil Alexander on v the sports betting network.
2: A Numbers Game, as always, proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. It's Gil Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here as well. Producer number 5 at 8. Don't forget, dot slash subscribe, always available to you. You can get everything that v has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up there right now. dot slash subscribe, talking about... Starting with your VEASAN-free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits, with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to all of our data and analysis. Again, only $22 per month at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We get tweets at meeting the Book. Always appreciate the feedback. Uh, a whole bunch of people uh, talking about Deshaun Watson here. Do, 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 do. Let's see here. Um, Trevor Warwick saying, he said, well, if, if oh, go. Trevor Warwick had a couple. First, he said about uh, Deshaun Watson, he said, uh, to, my, to my question of what does this say about Deshaun Watson for him wanting to go to Miami? And Trevor Warwick responded, Miami nightlife, great massage, uh, parlors per, uh, and it goes on about some stuff. No wonder Watson wants to go there. And I said, yeah, but what does that say about him as a football player? That that would be the team with six losses. That you would want to end up with, and Trevor responds back with, "Well, if that's the question we need to ask, why did he put himself in this situation? You don't see Brady, Rogers, Russ doing stuff like this because they love the game and won't let outside action affect their football career." Trevor, I agree 100% with that follow-up comment. Uh, we also get this from, uh, let's see, the Tom from Steady Picks. He says, uh, "The few times I've been in Jason's position." talking about the uh, Sunday night settle up, he said the random live bets almost always lose pure luck, oh it's absolutely pure luck and Jason admits that, the better life, Tim Lawson I missed the 3-on-3 you and uh, Preston used to do with college football back in the early days of a numbers game, I do too Uh, let's see here, this is from uh, Sparty Party, you'd think the uh, Mattress Mac money would make the Astros a bigger favorite than they are, you know here's the thing, again the reason listen, Mattress Mac's a wonderful guy I'm sure he's a, a lovely man and and only good things to say about Mattress Mac as, as a human being, but there are plenty of people making big bets in faraway places that tend to move the market uh, just as much, if not more. We just don't know of them and don't talk of them. Um, so, you know, he's just one one bit of the puzzle. I know it's, a, it's an astronomical amount of money in the futures market, but uh, he's not really betting, as, as I understand it this year, he's doing more futures than actual series and game to game. So, that might have a lot to do with why, also, that it's not as influential as you might think. Uh, Jason H11, who would have thought that Jerry Garcia was so sharp at sports betting? <laughs> yeah, well, I've got a few of those. Big Lebowski, Jerry Garcia. Uh, and Anthony Teixeira, referencing your baseball talk with Jason, I've been finding value in the total base props. Usually great prices on over one and a half total bases per player. It is not the pretty girl at plus 500, but always north of plus 150. Don't forget the gift that brought you. Uh, I like that you know what I like is um, pitchers, typically in the regular season. Paul Spoer loves strikeout props. There's a total outs prop with pitchers uh, that I always love. But again, this is another thing about baseball betting, as the game has changed and has starting pitchers, generally speaking, have been taken out of games quicker, um, not as much as I used to. But I will say this, in this postseason, you can't bet this stuff to me, with a pitcher's side, because these guys are getting taken out uh, quick, quick uh, trigger finger by the uh, by the managers, sometimes justifiably, sometimes not, sometimes horribly with an injury yesterday. So it, it's tough with all of this. Uh, and Jason sort of uh, reflecting that in each of us are, are betting the Braves because of the plus money. But generally speaking, he's more into the MVP market than anything in this uh, World Series as well. Jeff, are you betting any baseball? Anything? Nope. Not a thing. Nope. Nope. Do you have do you have any of the futures tickets for next week when the awards get uh, get down to the finalists? I
5: uh, I have Harper. I have a big bloated number on Harper.
2: Oh, you do. We're yeah. Oppo on that, so we're head to head on that. Yeah, we're Oppo. That? Coin oh. flip. Coin flip. I am not going to be your friend that
5: day. <laughs> I, it, again, I didn't. I, I bet it very small, and I didn't get the top top <laughs> of the market, but I still have a twenty to one, which is a pretty pretty good ticket on so Harper. It is a
2: good ticket. Yeah. I'm going to guess I have more to win than you do on that one.
5: I'm going to say that's a pretty safe bet.
2: Yeah. Yeah, um, but again, for those who missed it, November first. So next week, NFL trade deadline is Tuesday. If anything's going to happen with Deshaun Watson, it's got to happen before Tuesday. Monday is the uh, Baseball Writers Association of America giving out the three finalists per league of all the four major awards in baseball: Cy, Rookie, Manager, and MVPs. And then we have to wait a week for those major awards to start being actually given, with the final one being the MVPs on the 11th of November. But next Monday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, is when MLB Network will announce the three finalists per league on all four of those major awards. In between, there's going to be like Silver Slugger, Gold Glove, that kind of stuff. Uh, Okay, Jeff, tomorrow night, Packers and the Cardinals. Packers, two days ago, we learned Devontae Adams has been put on the COVID-19 list. But Devonte is vaccinated, so there is still a possibility, per NFL rules, that if he can get two negatives 24 hours apart, he could still possibly play in the game tomorrow night. Doubtful, perhaps, but possible. Now we have Alan Lazard, who is not vaccinated. He's out. He cannot play tomorrow night. So now we're in a situation where already, when we were doing our uh, top 10 power rankings, Whenever you put the Packers down, something in your brain goes, this is a two-player team. This is Rodgers and Devontae. They're attached by a string. If one of those guys is out, oh boy. But it became really in vogue when we knew that Devontae had a possibility of missing this game for everybody in mainstream media to say, hey, but without Devontae Adams, the Packers are 6-0, and they have all these. They're still really, really good. Did anybody do a deeper dive? Because if you did... You would know that their opponents either stink or without, or without their best players. So that the, those people sort of, you know, pushing forward the uh, the narrative that oh, the Packers are going to be fine with Devonte Adams, not if you dove one level further, no, they weren't playing anybody, or were playing teams without their best players. Hey, they beat the chiefs. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes wasn't playing. So I really like this line move to me is completely justified. And I'm curious, Jeff, if if the Cardinals are—I mean, what do you do? Tease them down? Is that how you plan? I'm
5: probably not going to bet this game. You're not touching it. Yeah, I'm probably not going to bet it, be, just because I, I still have questions about the Packers. I'm not certain how good they are. I think they're solid. They have an all—they have as long as they still have Rogers. They obviously have a chance to beat anyone.
2: Buncher's chance.
5: But. They haven't impressed me. They, they could have very easily lost that game to Washington last year. Very week. easily. Uh, and the Cardinals have been obviously very impressive. The last undefeated. I think Kyler Murray at the moment should be the MVP front runner. He is in most betting markets. Uh, but look, this is you see six and a half with Aaron Rodgers against anyone. Your brain kind of goes with, oh, I kind of want to bet this. But I'm with you. I'm kind of I'm concerned about No Adams, especially with the teams that they they played, like you said. That big one everyone points to—that Sunday night in Kansas City two years ago—that was Chad Henney.
2: Yeah, was it Chad Henney or Matt Moore? No. Moore, excuse me. You're yeah, right. Matt yeah, Moore. Matt Moore. Either way, not Patrick Mahomes. They're basically
5: the same guy. Either way.
2: <laughs> not, not Patrick Mahomes. I just—I also harken back to remember when the when the pandemic was first hitting, and if you had the audacity, like I did, to actually like mention sports being affected by. Uh, by COVID. People are like, oh, you're pro-virus. Remember that group of people? Remember that crowd? Those boobs? Well, here we are a year later. Yeah, it affects sports betting. That's the only prism we come through is, yeah, this stuff is still affecting it. So, you know, remember the Broncos situation last year against the Saints where they lost all their quarterbacks? And now you have a situation with the Packers where you could have cluster injury at wide receiver. This is why with handicapping contests, with survivor You got to wait as long as possible up to the deadline. Now, don't not submit it, because obviously that's plagued Circa Millions and Circa Survivor. But this is the issue, because you just have to. And the COVID stuff is kind of shrouded, right? We have to, is this guy vaccinated? Is this this guy not vaccinated? Not because we care, not because we're making a political statement, but the NFL has actual rules that dictate different things based on whether you are or not. And if you're unvaccinated, you got no shot at playing that given week. Vaccinated, you have a shot. By the way, speaking of non submissions, did you hear in Circa Million, one of the guys at the top forgot to submit? Mm-hmm. What was his record? 25 and five or something like that?
5: I think it's 26 and four.
2: Oh my God. How do you not submit? So listen, Circa Million, if you're not in it or if you're out of a quarterly, it doesn't matter if you don't submit. Like, I get it. Circa Million is not the same thing as Survivor. Circa Survivor, if you don't submit, I don't know what's wrong with you, right? Like, I would I would go nuts. But usually in Circa Millions, if you don't submit, eh, okay, it it's probably doesn't affect you oftentimes. But a dude who was 26 and 4, like, what? Did he, and he tried to call Mikey afterwards and, or, or Circa and be like, hey, I messed up, I didn't. Yeah, we're, How bad would you feel if you were that guy right now? Wouldn't feel good, Gil. Oh. <laughs> Wouldn't feel good. I get it, man. Life, life gets in the way sometimes. I, I said it, it's much harder for me now, doing all the shows I do, to remember to do it myself in both, so I get it. I was the guy who I had a last man standing. I signed up for last man standing last year and never even remembered week one, <laughs> to put it in. That's obviously $100, though, right? That's a different story. But this, whew. anyway, Cardinals tomorrow night. I think I, I don't have it in my account now, full disclosure, but I can imagine I will have the Cardinals in some form tomorrow night. I get it. It's not a long teaser leg, but I might have them as a uh, teaser leg, essentially just to win that game tomorrow, tied in with something on Sunday. We'll talk more about the NFL. Michael Lombardi. Oh, boy, do I have questions about the NFL. Deshaun Watson and beyond for him. We'll do that. Numbers Game, VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
3: With Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network.
2: Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check the current betting splits data. It's a new feature that gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. Data is available for Moneyline over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits, yet another way, yet another way that VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VSIN.com. We get tweets at Beating the Book. I think people like when I read the tweets, Jeff. What do you think? Too many tweets? What do you think? I read them all day. Some of them are great. Here's the thing. You can be good, bad, or indifferent as long as you're funny. I'll always read those. You can can murder me as long as you're funny. (laughs) Larry L. This is Larry L729. I literally watch your show every day to learn the craft of sports wagering from the best. I was not expecting the lesson from Jason on chasing wagers late at night on sports that you didn't know the rules or or participants. Uh, Yes, it was very... Here's the thing about that story. Again, just super relatable. If you haven't been there at least once or twice, you haven't bet long enough or you're lying. Hilarious story, I thought, from Jason. But yes, in my head, I will say this. As he was talking about that yesterday, I was like, don't try this at home, boys and girls. It's not for everybody. Cricket man... I'm watching tennis in the middle of the night thinking, I wonder if Gil has a bet on this match. Then I remember I'm watching tennis in the middle of the night. TV off. <laughs> yes. Cricket man, the answer is yes. I did probably have a wager on it um, with this global tennis. From the moment my eyes open in the morning, I've got action going. But, um, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll come back to tennis picks again with bigger tournaments. By the way, the uh, the finals are coming up, though. The big championships where it's like eight, the eight top-scoring women – of the calendar year are going to be in Guadalajara. The eight top scoring men are going to do their championship as well. So there is some tennis uh, in front of us. Uh, do, 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 do I'll skip over that one because I don't want to say anything. Oh, here's one from uh, John Burgo uh, regarding the Eagles' interest. Because I had mentioned, hey, what about the Eagles and Sean Watson? So remember, Deshaun Watson has a no-trade clause. He rejected the Eagles. The only destination he's approved so far is Miami. Yeah, but that's not the report we got yesterday. Remember, the report yesterday is that he has actually opened that up to a few teams. So we actually do not know who the other teams are. But, Jeff, you reported this morning that Carolina will not be one of them.
5: Carolina is not going to be one of them. Again, the only one that we know where Watson is saying he's going to waive that clause is Miami. but. We don't know. We really don't know at this point if there's anyone
2: else. And does John Elway? Does John Elway get a pass in Denver? Like Denver, uh, he has done nothing right except sign Peyton Manning, right? Like the quarterback carousel. Listen, I love Teddy Bridgewater. Seems like a great guy, but he's Teddy Bridgewater. He's he's given them exactly what he gave to Carolina, exactly what he gave to New Orleans. This is all post injury, Teddy. I get it. Uh, the injury really changed his career. Much like the injury changed RG3's career, right? A lot of these guys, their career gets changed completely from injuries. Then we tend to forget about what happened to them. And I don't want to let that happen. But, listen, he is what he is at this point. Denver doesn't want to get back into that sweepstakes with Deshaun? Just to add another team to the mix? Deshaun wouldn't approve that? He's like, nope, Miami or bust. Give me the team with six losses. And then what happens to Tua? Because Tua can't stay there, right? Does Tua go back to Houston or is there a third team involved? He'd look awfully good in burgundy and gold. Lombardi and I were texting about Tua yesterday. Still not a fan. This just in. This just in. Not a, not a fan of Tua. We'll get into that with uh, Michael, but I want I to ask him some show these questions. Uh, NBA last night, I mentioned this about Prime. T- oh, you have something else? You yeah, two, say two, two other, two other
5: NFL things, real quick. Khalil Mack likely not going to play. May even be put on IR with the foot injury, so Ooh. there are some threes out there on San Francisco. I would imagine that those are probably not going to be around much longer.
2: I'd play it, but do I feel comfortable playing it? How about that? How about that? Eric Egerstad. We mentioned it yesterday. That Mike Shanahan has a worse winning percentage with the Niners than Mike Singletary did. Kyle Shanahan, pardon me. Worse than Mike Singletary. Wow. That blew my mind, Eric Eager. By the way, from Pro Football Focus, tomorrow's guest on the Megapod with Mike Palm and uh, Todd Wishnev, the beating the book podcast. Megapod available. We're all podcast distributed. And
5: one other note uh, from Jane Slater, uh, Mike McCarthy saying today that Dak Prescott is going to work through individual periods of practice and they'll be evaluated. As the Cowboys move to the team portion of practice, remember, dealing with that calf injury that he suffered on the final play in overtime against New England. Um, The the expectation is that he still is going to be ready to go on Sunday, but that is something worth monitoring this week.
2: So this is completely anecdotal, Jeff, but in my talks on shows and talks in person, that Cowboys game is the game that people have the most different opinions on. The Cowboys uh, game this uh, weekend – which the line has moved against the Vikings, it's been all over the place. Would you tease the Vikings and play it that way, or or do you have conviction on either side, just straight up against the number?
4: Oh,
5: I definitely don't have conviction on either side. The only way I would play it would be would be a tease the Vikings up to the eight and a half. That would be the only thing I'm looking to do in that one.
2: Do you believe? Because we talked about this yesterday again. Five, NF- five NFC teams basically in. It would take some horrible injury or some epic collapse for either the Cowboys given their division opponents, the Cowboys, the Buccaneers, the Packers, or the Cardinals or Rams not to make the playoffs in the NFC. So mad scrum for the final two. You already made a bet on the Atlanta Falcons at plus 350?
5: I got plus 360. There's still some plus 330 out there, there.
2: Very nice. Would Minnesota be the other team that you would expect? To- Minnesota or New
5: Orleans? Those those are the two teams. Those are those should be the shortest shots after the that top 5 obviously. Minnesota and New Orleans. I don't think the Saints are any good. Mm-hmm. And Minnesota again, like I said, I really like that offense, but that coaching staff is a disaster at this point. They're they're stuck 10, 15 years ago in the league.
2: Talking about the Zimmer and his staff oh, in Minnesota. Yeah. They're stuck. Not as bad as Pete Carroll's staff. Oh, well, look at yeah. uh,
5: I'm willing to give Pete Carroll a pass for what we saw the other night because it's uh, Geno Smith in the rain against you, the bad you defense. You know what? You know what? Though, good Jeff? defense. I it, should say
2: that is a that is an that is a somewhat appropriate reaction, right? Because it is Geno Smith and not Russell Wilson. But I will tell you this: the number of times they just ran the ball into that line, and it was at one point it was nine consecutive times. I don't care if it's Geno Smith or Geno Ariema or. I couldn't think of another Geno. Geno's Pizzeria. What was that Geno? When I was a kid, there was a place called Geno's. It's a very regional thing. Um, Anyway, the point is is that you can't run the ball like he did. That was David Shaw versus Michigan State in that bowl game years ago. David, is there another play you can come up with than just running right into the middle of the line on short down distances? Or on any distance? So, I mean, I get the Geno Smith excuse. But that's just an excuse. Now, they will get Russell Wilson back eventually. Would you take a flyer bet on no. the Seattle? They'll have too many losses by now. No,
5: then. because, look, Russ is not eligible to come back until week 10. Week 10 or at least. Week 10? Mm-hmm. They very easily they, they get a bye, at least, in, in week 9. They get Green Bay out of it. They get Seattle after that. Or, excuse me, they get Arizona in Seattle after that. They're not beating either of those teams, even if Russ is playing. So, I don't want it. I wouldn't be shocked if they lose to Jacksonville on Sunday. Wouldn't shock me.
2: How about this? We had Ben Brown from Pro Football Focus on uh, primetime action last night. Matt Brown, Kelly Billen. Um, And we, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. And he had, he did his, he, he talked, he alluded to his power rankings. He has all five of those NFC teams, all five of them, Dallas, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, Arizona, and the Rams, ahead of any AFC team, including the Buffalo Bills.
5: I think that's right.
2: Do you I really? I don't. I
5: don't, I, I don't have a problem with that. They're
2: we do our power we, rankings we'll tomorrow. Do tomorrow, yeah.
5: But don't be surprised if I have that same thing with one, two, three, four, five or all NFC teams. Really? Don't be surprised if that happens. Really? The Packers are the one I'm hesitant on.
2: Why? why how could you drop Buffalo to seven after? No, I mean, I guess they didn't play. Like, oh,
5: I would have Buffalo at six.
2: Oh, six rather. I'm sorry.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Look, I, I, again, I'm. I'm lower on the Bills than I think everyone else is. I
2: didn't have them number one either.
5: Yeah, but look, uh, Green Bay's the one I really have to look with. But it wouldn't shock me. I'm definitely going to have one, two, three, four are going to be the two West teams, Tampa and Dallas. I know that for sure tomorrow.
2: I didn't have Buffalo the first week. Maybe I had them last week first. I can't remember. I think you did. Yeah. Um, Wow. Hmm. Interesting. I was was surprised to hear that. All five of those. Green Bay's the
5: one that makes you think a little bit. The other four? not much hesitation. Green
2: Bay, man, that thing tomorrow could get ugly. Also, the other thing about this game tomorrow night, because Matt Brown raised this yesterday on primetime, and I think he's right. If the Packers fall, let's say Devontae doesn't play. Lazard's already out. And let's say the Cardinals jump ahead in this game, 14 to nothing, and it's the middle way through the second quarter. They won't admit this, but do you think there's a scenario tomorrow night where the Packers are just like, we're punting on the rest of this game? Like we have a full, we have an extra week of re- I mean, extra t- days rest coming up for the next week. We don't. We're not at full strength here. Clearly, what are we doing? Let's make sure no one gets hurt. Like I mean, I think that's that's not outlandish.
5: Not outlandish, especially when Kansas City is awaiting where Green Bay can be the one that puts the nail in the Kansas City coffin.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going with the Chiefs and Survivor, my friend. Good luck. A home double digit favorite on a monday night game and i'm terrified (laughs) i think that says it all uh chiefs hosting the giants monday night football all right we'll come back michael lombardi so many questions love to hear his perspective on so much the always passionate michael lombardi host the lombardi line which comes at the top of the hour we get him first next on a numbers game at visa the sports betting network
1: I said, said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college?
4: (laughs) Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game with Gil
3: Alexander on v the sports betting network.
2: Get your payout before the game's out with BetMGM. Place a money line wager on any Thursday night football game, and if your team is up by 10 or more points at halftime, you win. That's a full payout for only half the game, no matter what happens the rest of the way. Simply go to your BetMGM account and opt in each week to the Thursday night halftime payout promotion. And if you want to keep things rolling, try BetMGM's extensive live betting options in the third quarter, or use your winnings to place a one-game parlay on Sunday new to Ben MGM, Download the app. Won't take you but a few seconds and see how you can turn halftime into cash time. Make a money line bet on Thursday night. And if your team's up by 10 or more, you'll win at the half. It's that simple. Only at Ben MGM, the king of sportsbooks. Opt-in is required. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BenMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. As always, promotional offer not available in the state of Nevada. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been looking forward to talking to this gentleman all day. Even yesterday, what with the Deshaun Watson stuff going on. I don't know if we'll get to any other questions, but we'll try. He's the host of the Lombardi line, which comes to you at the top of the hour each and every weekday here on VEASAN. Gridiron Genius, the name of the book. GM Shuffle, the name of his podcast, which is Lombardi Uncensored. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Lombardi. He's worked with all the greats. How you doing, man? I'm great. Thank you, Gil. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you holding up with the Washington football team? You okay? <laughs> Man, let me just... I look at the standings, Michael, and I go, yeah, there's still a chance. There's still a chance. <laughs> Otherwise, not too fun. By the way... Oh, that's a true fan. Four four red... Was it four red zone possessions? Five inside the 30. Three points. Come on. Sunday. You know... I, 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 we, I had a
6: debate with someone before that game, and the person was asking me about Washington. I said, you can't bet Washington here. I, I don't care what you tell me. Because they don't cross the T's, they don't dot the I's, eventually Rivera, Turner, Del Rio will impact the game. They'll impact the game. And even though I don't think is a great coach, this they have proven time and time again that they, they will. And I think that's what happens. And you say, oh, we should have, you know, the yards per play, red zone trips. Is somehow it always adds up to yeah. Washington doesn't cover. Yeah. I, I've been down that road before. I've been down that road before.
2: It, and, and look, when I grew up, and everybody who grew up in D.C. of a certain age, we had a guy on Sports Talk Radio. His name was Ken Beatrice. And Ken Beatrice used to say, when it was Jack Kent Cook ho- uh, owning that, that franchise, and he used to say, every good or bad organization in any arena. Oh, whatever the whatever the uh, walk of life, all starts at the top, and that's the thing. Yeah. From Jack Ken Cook to Daniel Snyder, obviously John Ken Cook in between. That's that's all this is. Like it just it, it's just rotten from it's the ominous. top. Yeah, it's no awful. doubt, no doubt, it's awful. All right, let's start with Deshaun Watson. Fire away, my man. Here we go. I I don't know where yeah. to start, but let me just start with this. If a team trades for him, let's just start with a basic thing. If a team trades for Deshaun Watson, can we assume Michael? Despite all the, like, words, salads we've heard here in the last 24 hours, can we assume that they know what the league has, in fact, decided on his status? Because it sounds like Roger Goodell and even opening his mouth, because I've talked to a lawyer who said he probably shouldn't have said that stuff about exempt list or not. He should probably just kept his mouth shut and said, oh, it's an internal thing, we're debating it. But he opened up his mouth and said, yeah, we don't have enough information, which is kind of like a, a signal to the owners, like, you can play him. What, what do you think about that?
6: I thought it was. I don't think he I think he's basically going to let due process play out. And I'm sure he's been in contact with the Players Association on how they would handle this is if they would file a grievance against him preventing him from playing before he would. remember, Watson's represented by the Players Association in this too. Mm-hmm. so, it's easy now because Watson doesn't want to play for Houston. So he's collecting his salary, and so he doesn't need the union to help him in any way. It's pretty content doing what he's doing. But if he gets traded to Miami, he's going to want to play. And I think that was a, that, that language yesterday was, you know, trade. he'll play. Now, I'm not telling you he's going to play next year, but I'm telling you he can play this year.
2: Yeah, that's a good distinction. All right, well let's well, first of all, again from a betting perspective, if you think he's going to Miami, maybe there's an adjusted uh, season win total bet for you to make there. If you think he's going elsewhere, maybe there's a yes no playoff bet. Uh, but let me just ask you general questions about this. So, let's go to my, let's talk about Miami since you bring them up and this is one of your favorite subjects. So, <laughs> there, there's so many. One, why would it I have to I have to carefully word this with you. Why would Miami I know how how you feel on this, but why would Miami management therefore finally admit to being wrong on Tua so fast? In other words, if they're if they're essentially doing that by acquiring Deshaun Watson, because that's kind of what they are doing, shouldn't they all be fired when they could have drafted Herbert instead of mortgaging all their draft capital now for Deshaun Watson?
6: Well, it depends on who was in the Tua corner. A lot of people tell me the owner was in the Tua corner. It's tough to fire mm-hmm. you when he was in the corner. Mm-hmm. You know, tank for Tua. Remember, we had a tank for Tua. Look, I think what Miami has come to the realization that, that he's never going to be a top 15 quarterback. I don't care what pro football focus tells us. I really don't. You know, you watch the game. Go back and watch the game against Atlanta. Tell me one throw he made that was a difficult throw. Tell me one throw. You know, his numbers were great. I admitted that. I said on my show in the morning he was going to have a great game against Atlanta because it was an easy game for him to play. Slants, curls, flats. That's what he throws. You know, he threw one over route in the game, you know, and so he can't really maneuver. He's never going to be a top 20 quarterback, 15 quarterback. So if you have a chance to get one who's going to be a top
2: five, you better take advantage of it. And what does this tell us about Deshaun? If Miami is, in fact, his preferred destination, a team that already has six losses, and let's face it, Michael, probably not going to the playoffs, and I can think of about 10 other destinations, that are better football, football now we're talking, football situations. What does that say about Deshaun Watson to us? You know, I, I, I think it says he likes tax-free states. <laughs> you know,
6: I think he does. But more than anything, I, you more know, the than team an I would want football, to go to is yeah. Denver. Yeah, I mean, to the team I want to go to, to, to me, if I were Deshaun Watson, I'd want to go to Denver because I think Denver has a really good nucleus of a football team. You know, yeah, they're hurt. You know, they had a trade for Kenny Young. Their linebacker situation has been depleted by injuries. But when you just look on paper, when they're all together, they're pretty good with skill players, with a lot of skill players. They're, they've been killed by the injury bug. Now, I don't know if Vic will be the coach next year. I doubt it. But to me, if I were in his shoes, I'd want to go to Denver because I think Denver is a great city. I think it's also has a chance that he can slide right in there behind a decent offensive line. Garrett Bowles hasn't played well all year. He's been hurt, hasn't played well all year. The line hasn't played to the level they need to play. But for the most part, this is a team that has some talent around them. That would help him. Miami does too. Now Miami's got some really, Gillespie's a good skill player. You know, they, they've got the, the, the receivers there. They, Will foolish hurt again. Shocking, right? But, I mean, Parker, they've got players. The problem
2: is Miami's offensive line, whether they have Watson, two or anyone else, can't protect. By the way, about Denver, Elway doesn't nearly get the flack he deserves, does he? For the no, way of he's handled it. no, of course not.
6: No, of course not. No, of course not. No, never. Can't can't get a coach. No coach wants to work for him. You know, he's now he's now removed himself. You know, from the fire, put somebody in there, but he still controls the organization. It's. I used to tell this to Al Davis all the time. You know, everybody wants to be like you. Everybody wants to run the team without having to be the front guy. And he let no oh, kid. Don't, don't tell me that. <laughs>
2: I love love the Al Davis invitations. Uh, last thing about Deshaun, and I get it he has final, you know, say on this. But we we've gotten some word that he's open to more teams than just Miami here in the last 24-48 hours. What about the Eagles? The Eagles have two top 10 picks, maybe and also the Colts pick, like they've got a lot of draft capital. Shouldn't they given the Jalen Hurts experience, shouldn't they go all in on this? I think they would like to. I think they want to. I think the one
6: thing you got to give the Eagles credit for is they were never all in on Hurts. They were all out on Wentz, which doesn't look like a good move based on what Reich has done with them over the last four weeks of the season. N- nobody in Philly's talking about this any longer. But Carson Wentz has played really well the last four weeks. You know, and, and, and Indy has become a better team because of it. The loss to Baltimore was, you know, hard to understand. But Wentz has proven to be a better player than Hertz. There's no doubt. But they were all out on Wentz. They were never all in on Hertz. They were optimistically all in. But I think they always had that caveat that they got to go get a quarterback. And I think certainly that would help. But the Eagles team, to me, I I don't think they're well coached offensively or defensively. So if they make the trade for Watson, you as a general manager, Jeff Lurie as the owner, got to say. if I get Watson and I lose all this draft capital, is
2: this coach and staff going to make the team better? I think that's a hard question to answer. I want to squeeze in two more here in our final minute. If there's a third team involved in the Deshaun trade, I lied. I have one more Deshaun question. If there's a third team involved, should Denver or Washington or anybody else want two of Michael? Anybody? And, I think Denver has. I think Denver wants to.
6: I heard Denver does want to. I heard that they would be interested. Now I don't know where their former the GM uh, George Payton was with him. He was in Minnesota. But remember, Tua had a lot of love. Tom Telesco, the GM of the Chargers, was clear and said, "Hey, look, we would have taken either quarterback no matter who came
2: to us." All right. Last thing we're talking about Deshaun, but it is a trade deadline for everybody. Is there another big trade on the horizon we're missing in all of this? Odell Beckham Jr. What I haven't heard. Who wants his salary? They yeah. would love to give you Odell.
6: Who wants to pay the rest
2: of the salary? That's the problem. It's interesting. I have about 25 other questions, but uh, we're out of time, Michael. Lombardi Line next. Thank Dave, you, Gil. Dave, Appreciate Dave, you. I thank you so much. Dave Ross is your host. Who doesn't love Dave Ross? He's hosting this. Um, and I'm not just saying that because he's standing right over there. I really am not. Coming back, Lombardi Line right here at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Enjoy.
0: If you dare.